living in Hawaii is enough to make anyone a dreamer, but Matt Bial has his feet firmly planted on the ground. With a long-running television show on HDTV and an award-winning brokerage that encompasses all the islands, Matt has spent years building Hawaii life, an incredible real estate business and a celebrated brand. But as polished as Hawaii life's image comes across, underneath that brand is an engine fueled by necessity and hard work. Years ago, Matt faced a dilemma. How would they connect with potential buyers on the mainland, thousands of miles across the ocean? The solution, of course, was online. Today, Hawaii Life has the most highly trafficked real estate website in Hawaii and sits at the top of the Google search results for Hawaii real estate, ahead of Zillow and Realtor.com. In this interview, Matt Bial explains why there's no magic formula for building a great real estate brand online and talks about why agents overlook their most precious resource, previous clients. This is Amanda Todd with the Amanda Todd Group at Keller Williams Realty. This is Matt Wagner from Radio and Television Experts. Aloha, this is Matt Beal, CEO of Hawaii Life Real Estate Brokers, and you are listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Genius Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes with the most brilliant real estate professionals and brands to uncover the latest digital marketing tools and tricks for your online arsenal. Now, here are your hosts, Seth Price and Matt Barbet. Matt, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Um, thank you for taking the time to chat with me. It's my great honor, Seth. So I interviewed you for the Playster Academy back in 2012 about your business. Um, I know you've been up so to... That was like 10 years ago. <laughs> it was definitely a long time ago. Uh, you've been up to a lot since then. Uh, but you know, tell me a little bit about you know, what you've been working on of late. Uh, I don't know where to start. Let's see. Uh, 2012, we were probably just launching our television show. So yeah. we're, we're now in the, we just wrapped the ninth season, which is a block of 13 episodes. So that is crazy. Yeah. Do that math. Um, it is crazy. Yeah, so that the eighth season is debuting or maybe just came out uh, this month, October. So they'll, they'll run through this winter, those 26 episodes, and yeah. we'll see if we're re-upped. I keep sort of fully expecting to be put out to pasture uh, by HGTV, but, but it, hey, people, I mean, you know, north of 20 million people watch that show. So that is people fast. all what you like is apparently very popular. That is crazy. Um, it is crazy. Uh, we have, you know, we've, we've, we started this conference in 2011. So this is our sixth year hosting it, the Worth Shop. So yeah. uh, we're not really in the conference business, but we did we did want to bring, you know, sort of talent uh, and and the the quality of, of an event to Hawaii. And that's it's really just got a life of its own. So yeah. uh, it's been sweet. Um, you know, we've launched a, a sort of you know I'd call it a, a very high end. Uh, I, I'm not really a fan of the word luxury, but a, a very high end team is really the best word slash kind of media platform for our really top tier clients. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, we became a Christie's affiliate for 
the neighbor islands of Hawaii, which has, is also kind of helping that sort of quote luxury space. Um, and so, you know, and then we've got the ongoing sort of media platforms of just like everybody else, we're, we're endeavoring to really understand our, all the different representations of the world. So we've got a major site overhaul coming up. We're in development on, on a, on a different angled site, you know, one for HawaiiLife.com, but one for that sort of top tier realm, HL1.com. We've been putting out the magazine. That's its fourth. We're coming up on our fourth edition of that mag. It's been a really huge success. So that's like a whole other media platform. You know, it's a pretty, it's almost like a book. I shouldn't even call it a magazine. Um, so yeah, there's, there's lots of, by the way, I mean, I remember you gave me a copy and, um, you know, I'd showed it around to a few folks and they were, you know, they were blown away. I mean, it's, you know, one of the things I think many people don't realize is, I mean, you have an amazing partner, which, and you both have this sense of, sense of taste. And I don't mean that in like, you know, oh, you like fancy stuff, but it's like, it's, oh, the, no, I, yeah, I it's get it. the ability to, to remove things, uh, which is the simplest way that I can put it. Um, it's creative work. Yeah. You know, it's, it's creative work that's, that's uh, often really horribly undervalued uh, in our, well, in the real estate profession slash yeah. industry. Uh, and and it undervalued and even under under acknowledged yeah. or if, if even seen. Uh, yeah, you see it when it's not there. Definitely. I think that's when it stands out the most, like when it's like, you know, poorly executed or not executed at all. But when it's, when it's there and it's awesome, it's seamless. And it's like, you're like, Oh, I want, you know, you just want to be around it. Um, you've been, you've had your been partners for quite a while, right? We started the company in 2008. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I mean, to your point at that time, I was sort of the classic, you know, aggressive, sales slash developer guy who thought I had taste uh, <laughs> and who thought I had any sense of, you know, uh, creative, the creative process. Yeah. And I just absolutely didn't. I mean, I, you know, I, I shouldn't sell myself too short. I, but I, if I'm a, if I'm a five out of 10 now, I was a, you know, one then. Yeah. Uh, so it's sort of a, certainly a voyage and not a harbor, but I'm, I'm learning and I'm being able to, increasingly distinguish what quality creative work is and how, how it works and what it provides and, and the process that's involved in generating it and then also measuring it and, and you know, uh, understanding its value and all of those things. Yeah. Uh, and so that's a, it's a whole other realm, I think. It's not something that, uh, unfortunately, the, the real estate industry is, is very familiar with. Uh, you know, we're learning. We're sort of being forced into it. Uh, I mean, when I, I guess I'm speaking for the massive industry when I say that, but uh, myself included and our company included, we're finding our way and it's born out of a very authentic process. I mean, in the case of that, that magazine, for example, we actually wrote, you know, we just took a whiteboard and wrote all of these clients that we already have, you know, so it wasn't really a demand creation piece. It was more of like a fulfillment piece. And we just put all their names up and these are all names that frankly, anyone would know, you know, they're, they're very, they're very serious people. And we thought, okay, well, <laughs> gulp, you know, how, how do we represent, how do we represent these people? How do we do that right? Yeah. And, and this process of wanting to, you know, curate to use sort of an overplayed word, 
uh, and really distill down the market on their behalf is one thing. And then I think also imbue it with some kind of trend analysis and uh, you know really comprehensive understanding of not just what's going on in the world of Hawaii real estate, but also all of the things that pertain to it. So that's you know architecture, design, art, uh, the, the the sort of immediately adjacent stuff to property ownership. Uh, and then getting into the sort of beauty and awesomeness of Hawaii, uh, its preciousness, and then you know the philanthropy and all the things that I think really matter to that group of people. Mm-hmm. So that you know, I don't know if you if are you familiar with the Cassandra report at all? Did you read yes. my opening letter? Yeah. So that's where it really came from is that that incredible trend analysis, and then wanting to try and bring some of that to real estate. I mean, it's, you yeah. know, we, it, it's sort of, it, it's sort of a shot in the dark and we took a shot at it, but the end product came out really great and it's, and it's gotten better each edition and, you know, we're psyched it's, and it's, it's working. I mean, the people are really, really responding to it and it's, it's the right people. Like I say, it's not really a demand creation piece. We, we kind of don't really, one of our challenges is like distribution. Like where yeah. do we send it beyond those cool people that we know, you know, yeah. so we're, we're having to think about it in a different kind of media box, but that's a great problem to have because yeah. it's like I'll, I'll take those sort of new neurons any day, you know. You said something earlier, which is, hey, you're sort of, you know, putting everyone in real estate in this group of being forced to start thinking about, you know, this kind creative of work. taste yeah. and creative work. I actually think that um, that's not a mischaricature. Like we really are just as any company forced as consumers are just being educated by the tools around them. I mean, you think about VR as just as a simple example, right? It seemed like we talked about it for years. We talked about video and all of its different, you know, ways in which it could be used. And now you have VR cameras that are in people's phones and we're, we're seeing it because the consumer is being trained that the status quo just isn't enough to stand out. Like you could still do it if you want, but diminishing returns. It's like banner ads, right? You know, sub zero, zero, zero point zero, zero, zero percent conversion when, you know, we used to rock it back in the day. (laughs) Right. Um, I'm really curious about, you know, you're very humble and I mean that with all the respect that it, that it comes with, but you have really committed to, following through on some of these experiments and that's not always immediately cost effective. Um, <laughs> but it has, that's a, this is, I can speak to that. That's true. Yeah. But it has long-term, <laughs> it has long-term value. I mean, exactly. Like, and so I, I bring that up because it's a real thing. It's a real challenge for lots of businesses because they look at you or they look at other examples and they go, Oh, I want to be like that. Right. And at the same time, there may not be the commitment of doing the work and investing in that well, that effort. And go through the steps. If you don't know what quality work is, how are you going to know if, if you're putting yourself in a situation to have it pay off? Yeah. So, I mean, that's it's sort of a cart before the horse in some regard. I mean, I, I, this is a little bit cryptic, but I, you know, first of all, I, I'm sort of a chronic contrarian. And I'm, I'm the first to say that you know not everything can be measured, and, and it isn't all math. And uh, there are some sort of downstream qualities that come from just being a, a really good person. You yeah. know, a charming, charismatic 
person or company or or you know group and uh, and then it, when you back into that the kind of what you're talking about which is really putting your head down and, and discerning for yourself and your organization what is quality work what is quality creative work and then committing to it and then having the patience and the tenacity and the, the sort of longevity to let it do what it does which is you know reach the right people and, and convey to them who you are and what comes through it and all of that and, and not have it be like how come I haven't you know booked any appointments for my magazine that I created you know yeah. it's like well give it a second yeah. you know let it let it and Unfortunately, I think, and the only reason I say unfortunately is because I think brand is sort of the most totally abused word in the real estate lexicon. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, that's that's what really branding is. It's not an it's not a uh, an inside out thing. It's an outside in thing. It's like yeah. culture. Everyone's like, oh, let's let's talk about how you you know work on your culture. Well, you know what? You can't. <laughs> like yeah. you don't have a choice. Your culture is what it is. That's what the definition of the word is. It's a collective. It's it's what is going on in the thoughts and minds of the people in any given organization. So, yeah, you can influence it, but those are values, right? Yeah. That's a different thing. So, it's this outside-in process of when you do that creative work, you then have to let those ripples go out and let quote brand, which is also an outside-in thing happen let it speak for itself let the consumer discern for themselves what your brand is what it means to them what it conveys to them who you are you know whether or not you are a good person or and and let that play out instead of trying to force it i think we spend so much time like quote working on our brand or working on our culture and, and unfortunately those things are literally impossible and it's like, and it becomes an excuse for such a litany of bullshit. Sorry, can I swear here? Yeah, sure, go for it. <laughs> it's just a litany of like, name a product, you know, and pick it like, you need a slogan with a thing and then you can work on your brand and here's this app that you should buy. And it's like, you can almost justify any gizmo, any thing in the name of, especially like, you know, agent branding, but also company branding. It's yeah. like this chronic misnomer it's you can see i get fired up about it because it's like it's just it's it's like the, one of these top of the flow chart you know decisions that if you if you go the wrong way it's like you just slip off into absurdity and you know it's, it's like danger danger i so, yeah you know i th- i think about it you know one just because i interact with lots of uh, agents and brokers and brands across the spectrum, you know, from folks that are beginning to folks that really have, you know, thought through their systems and have scaled massively and, and are trying to figure out like everyone else, how to be relevant. Like we're all trying to figure that out. And I think sometimes the, the, the tactics or the strategies of branding are the breadcrumbs, right? The, those are the ways in which you start to develop taste, you start to look at things differently, you start to think about how it manifests. But then there becomes, you know, the stuff you just referenced, which is, hey, there's the the hard work, the grit of really, you know, looking honestly about who you are as a as a leader within your company. And that could be a company of one or a company of a thousand. And how you actually act and what your, what your grit is. Like, what do you actually do in the world? It's almost like looking at a family. Like we talk about culture all the time and yet 
like we, you know, you walk into some families and they're fighting families. Like they scream at each other. You don't just walk in and change that. Like that's the culture. Right. It happens. Right. It gets manifested. It's, um, it's a really interesting thing to try and impact it. I certainly marvel, uh, from the outside and then sweat on the inside as I try and wrestle with it. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, sort of one of the ironies is that, uh, if you're, let's say you're an agent or a practicing salesperson, and I guess this is ironic, but it should be obvious. Unfortunately, I don't think it is. But it, the way that you actually build brand is by working, yeah. right? It's by actually doing your work. It's like by selling something. It's by taking a listing. It's by by showing property. By helping consumers transact and you know free people trade their hard earned money for houses. That's that's building brand. And and I think at the brokerage level, at the at the organizational level. The way that we build brand is one, you know, one step removed is exactly that. It's helping people buy and sell homes. It's doing the work. And it's also helping the brokers and agents yeah. with their business, with providing for them what they need. It's it's in those those you know minutiae of transactions, which for us looks like taking over uh, you know, creative work, taking over uh, web design, taking over transaction management, making sure that our CRM is robust and working, and you know, keeping them in the in the realm of listing and prospecting and negotiating and selling instead of thinking about you know whether or not they're on the right CRM platform. Or, yeah, you know that kind of stuff. But that's the work, right? That's the it's, it's those things that actually build quote quote build the brand. And, I, and I'm not sure that's always clear to people. I think often we get sort of duped into believing that, like, we just need a different slogan. or right. you know We what need mean? some like, new cards. We need some right. thicker so, paper like, and shinier stuff. We need to go stuff. down this path of, you know, we need to have an exercise of, like, really just establishing our culture. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm not sure establishing is the right word. Maybe we can, like just name that we're a fighting family, you know, yeah. my, uh, my father was a, a painter. He's still a painter. Actually. He's, uh, he's one of, you know, retired now he's in his seventies. He has painted probably seven to 10 hours a day since, you know, I can remember, you know, at age six, I sort of remember I cleaned brushes, um, uh, in his studio. But one of the things that he has always said, and he, he shows and he sells his work. Um, we had a conversation recently and he was saying, you know, I'm really reassessing what my brand is, is because I'm changing my work and I don't really care about sort of what people perceive, but I'm really committed to building a body of work that says something about this you know, the nature in which he paints a lot of nature. Um, and I, it just resonated to me. It's like, it's that thing you're talking about. It's about a body of work. Like yeah. repu yeah. Brand is reputation, but right. reputation is built upon action right. and it's upon creating something. And whether that's just how you interact in your community, doing your and, transactions. And the words committed to changing the body of work. Yeah. That's, that's it right there. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And I think that's where we sort of, we get lost is in this, you know, myriad of exercises and yeah. slogans and I, stuff. I, I sort of think that they're necessary. I mean, like you've, you've done the work to self-educate, right? You know, surrounding yourselves with, 
yourself with folks that can help you along that path, but also like, Hey, you've been committed to self-education. You, this didn't just happen. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we're, you know, I don't know, but I, I think part of it is sort of what I call the Hawaii card, which is we're just not in the fray of it, which is a lot of like why we put this conference on yeah. because, you know, we're outside the circuit and we, we want that talent. Um, and ironically, I think, you know, instead of just getting the sort of mediocre, like let's bring some of the circuit, like we, it's, it's turned into like the best of the best. And it's mm -hmm. that kind of innovation happens on the fringes yeah. mentality. Um, so there's some of it where because we're not in the fray and we don't have the incredible distraction of all of that, stuff of like, Hey, you should try this. And you guys should do that. Look, look at this brand. And how come my face isn't on a park bench? And, you yeah. know, all of that. And there's this, there's this real world necessity of like, you know, I say all the time, we, we, we didn't ever set out to, you know, we have this kind of tech moniker of like, you guys are so innovative and your website was so awesome and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's the last thing we were trying to do. We just literally realized that like, you can't have open house on a Sunday and expect everyone to show up when no one is on the island. You know, like they don't live, they just aren't here. Like yeah. this is a second home absentee resort market and those consumers are on the West Coast. And so how do you get to them? Well, you use the interwebs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, so we, way back whenever we started, you know, pick, pulling at that thread. And I think, yes, it's self-educating, but it, it, it comes from a very, sort of urgent got to put food on the table need instead of that like hey let's how do we be innovative in the tech space or how do we like how do we really master quote you know brand um, it was a much more authentic kind of process that yeah. it really was like we got to do the work and I think you know we're like every company we're at the risk of um, kind of over analysis and and uh, I think maybe, I don't know, it felt like a, uh, somewhere between like being fooled by randomness and kind of uh, imposter syndrome, right? It's like, <laughs> like no, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, well, what makes us so special? Yeah. Um, and, and if we lose that earnest kind of like, like your dad's, like I'm just committed to a certain body of work. Like if we lose that, then I think it's, you may as well just put the fork in us, you know, we're yeah. done. It seems like, you know, a big part of building a brand is, is, well, well, not only, you know, understanding or being comfortable with who you are, but it's really focusing on your audience. And, you know, like when I hear you talk about, you know, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. but when you talk about with clarity, understanding that, Hey, this is like, this is an absentee homeownership right. uh, audience. And we need to figure out like, Hey, what is, how did they live? how do they consume information? Where right. are they at when they might be looking for what I have to offer and how can I, can, how can I deliver something? Was that a, like, how is that process for you? And, and I guess more importantly, like, you know, thinking about the audience when they're thinking about, you know, expanding their brokerage from three and growing, what should they be focusing on? Wow. That's, that's a big question. It's a, a huge question. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do, I do think we, in general, we don't profile enough, and I know that, like politically, that word "profile" is like scary. But, but I know what you mean. But, but yeah, like take, like really do the exercise. It doesn't mean you're excluding, you know, the pick a random bizarre buyer profile that shows up, and you're like, no idea that like a family of twelve would buy that three bedroom house. Like, how? What a shocker! But like, it, you you do need to go through the exercise of. 
one, looking in the real world, who, who you're already representing, sort of like our mag, like how, how, who they are, how do you deal with them? How do, how do you want to relate with them? How do they expect to be related to go through that process and really, it's totally safe to get really specific, you know, mm-hmm. really drill it down. And who, who are we talking to? I don't think we do that enough. I think, I think even at the level of like the basics, like MLS remarks for a listing that you just took, we're just like our whole lexicon is just ridiculously broad. It's so just like, like it's, and then, and then what ends up happening is all of this just garbage that means nothing. That's just like completely like, Oh, it's a must see. And, it's breathtaking and this is a one of a kind and it's so charming and just just a complete meaningless banter instead of like the buyer for this house is really committed to having the the best view and the and the super walking neighborhood that you know like really getting into the nitty-gritty of yeah who that person is and it doesn't mean it's necessarily exclusive so i mean to answer your question i think we don't profile enough we don't really reverse engineer who we're talking to enough. And it doesn't mean that 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 exercise of actually writing down who you're dealing with is, is gonna lead to exclusive language. It just means that you're gonna you're gonna have in your arsenal the language to strike the chords for those people better and then also behave differently. So case in point for like for Hawaii Life when it started at the at the web level, we were the really the first major site to aggregate all the MLSs in Hawaii because that consumer doesn't necessarily distinguish a lot of them between Kauai and Maui or uh, Big Island and, and Maui. You know, they they might they might be shopping on multiple islands, so it makes total sense that they have everything at their disposal. And at that time, that was like, you know, it was before search was sort of ubiquitous, right? So. It's like, oh wow, it's all right here. Here's the tax records. Here's everything, and I can yeah. just like mix and match and choose. And now, I mean, I think that's become more of a utility over time. And I think that's you know, you can pull out your phone and fire up twenty different apps that will provide that. So there are there are depths of information and provision and sort of real world stuff that we want to provide that'll kind of distinguish us a little bit about what it's really like living in these places. But that's a great example of. of providing that service because it, it just wasn't there. And I think fast forward eight years and even take the mag, for example, it, it's almost the opposite of like, here's everything and all the noise of thousands of listings and all the access and all the links and blah, blah, blah. The mag is like, no, this is, this is the best. Yeah. This is like, I'm telling you at the level of who someone has lived here for their lifetime, this is the absolute best. Like this little valley and this little zone where the weather is like this that catches the trades at this point that has this certain grove that whatever, you know what I mean? Like this is the best. Yeah. And that that is like the, the absolute cream of curation and distillation and like and, and, and it extends way beyond the commodity that we're you know, the the whatever condos and land and, and homes that we're selling. And it gets into the, the, without being trite, like the actual day-to-day living of, yeah. you know, this surf break, not that one, um, you know, this coffee shop, not that one, on and on. And I think w- that's the stuff that we don't do enough. And I don't know why. I think we're just sort of carpet bombing and a little bit like, I, maybe we're afraid to, but reverse engineering it is, is it's just a brilliant place to start. And, and 
there's sort of an addictive quality to like the new lead. You know, it's like mm-hmm. we would way rather like get a brand new person from Zillow that just wants to go look at property than like pick up the phone and call the person that you just sold a house to like two weeks ago and make sure that like they got moved in. Okay. And that, oh my you know, God. Billy's at school. And, and, and I, you know, I think that's, that's just part of the avoidant nature yeah. of salespeople sometimes. Um, Don't but it's, it's like you're, started. You're a fish swimming in the ocean looking for water. You know, it's it's all around you. Just take a second and write down the names of your clients. Like I use that word literally, like the people that you have contracted with. Write them down and like describe them. Just do a simple one-page exercise. Oh, yeah. of who are they? That'll inform so much. Oh, you it's know? such an amazing thing. Like if you think about the power of referral and just the power of community and the fact that most agents that like I'll you know speak to a room of you know 1000 2000 3000 agents and I'll ask them by a show of hands do you have a list readily available of every transaction that you've done and the names of those people and the emails the contact information so I'll get you know maybe 3 to 5% of the hands will go up and then the next question is have you been in contact with more than 50% of those people in the last year and then there's like a hand Shocking. and that's it. But if you think about the gold, like you spent, just forget real estate. You spent 10 hours, 20 hours, 30 hours, whatever amount of time to wrestle that relationship, to nurture that relationship and get the sale. And then you just walk away. Yeah. What? Just walk away. They actually liked you. They know your name. They knew your kids' names at some point because you shared a lot of information. And then you just walk away. That's incredible. It is. You know, I say that to illustrate it because it's it's such gold. I tell this story all the time. I've been telling it recently for a curriculum that we, we run for a group of agents around the state. I, uh, I leased a car. It's an electric car that I actually keep at the airport in Honolulu because it's free parking. Yeah. And uh, it's a little BMW, and you know it's their little i3 car. Oh, and that, I love that thing! So so cool. It's so cool, and it's free parking. It's awesome. So the guy who was my you know salesperson, uh, three months, whatever you know, ten weeks after the after the deal is done, and everything, he calls me up and he's like, "Hey, man, it's Paul from BMW." I'm like, "Hey, Paul, what what's going on?" He's like, "Dude, I haven't heard from you. What's like, what where where have you been?" And I'm like, "Um, what what like you know like, dude, you." We did the lease. Like I, he's like, no, bro, you gotta send me business. You know, a lot of people. You got all kinds of agents and like people in the community. He's like, I mean, everyone, like, come on, let's get some, let's get some deals in here. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. This guy's like working me. You know, it's like okay, it's kind of a sales thing. Like, oh, all right, I'm like, oh, I wish. And I just told him out loud. I was like, I wish more people would do that. And he's like, bro, listen to this. We get more business from people who have bought or leased a car in the last six months than we do every other source. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? Say that again? <laughs> you know, like, can, can I write that down? I mean, that, that, that to me is just, it's like, if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know, and these are not inexpensive commodities, right? These yeah. are serious acquisitions. And we don't do that. We're yeah. just sitting here like obsessing over you know, where's the leads and how come I didn't get blah, blah, blah. And like, we're, we're so addicted to the new relationship that we have no, no touch point with no history with, because there's no shame involved. There's everything is to start from scratch. It's only going to be positive. You can't fall off the floor, blah, blah, blah. 
And we're afraid that if we just picked up the phone and called that family and said, hey, you know, did Joni get into school? And did you ever paint that kitchen? And blah, 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 they're going to say something like, you know what, I, this house doesn't really work for us, or we don't really like you. or blah. And the horrible irony about that is that even if that were the case, even if they really decided that something did go wrong and they don't like you, it's still infinitely better that you make the call. It's like, a conversation complete, starter. Like, figure it out, you know? Yeah. And, and what's actually more likely is that you call them and they say, hey, you know, um, you know, the, the, the Smiths across the street brought over some banana bread and introduced themselves and, you know, they're having a baby and their house is too small. Like, should we, you want us to introduce you? Like, that's yeah. where business gets done instead of, you know, being afraid that, like, there's some major disclosure problem or whatever. And it's just fascinating that we don't, we don't do that enough. I mean, I, it's like the most fundamental sort of crisis that it's, it's shocking to me that I, it, it, it's kind of a head shaker. I mean, I, you know, we coach to it and I want to, I keep telling that story, but it's the kind of thing that I think, you know, we could have this same conversation in 10 years and I'll be like, you wouldn't believe that we don't call people back after that. You know, I, I do believe that the, the future. And when I say the future, the next two to five years, will be people waking up to what I call niche marketing, which is very, we, we talked about hyperlocal for a period of time. People, you know, have some concept of that, but didn't go deep enough. But this is about taking a small persona. So we talked about how to identify the people in your sphere, a small list and being so in tune with who they are that you build a relationship with, it doesn't have to be 10,000 people. It oh, really yeah. only has to no, be no, like for 250. Sure. And I'll tell you, yeah, yeah super candidly, if I, if I take, you know, we've got, we've got some people on the roster that will do, you know, north of a hundred million in sales and some north of 50 and, you know, there's a few in between. A lot of those careers were made by two or three people. Wow. And the, the problem is that when I tell that story, Everyone goes out and looks for those two or three people, yeah. which is which is ironic because it's like it, it's, way. it goes back to the business falling from the sky. Yeah. Instead, if if you can nurture and work with the people that you have, you might sort of co-create one of those two or three people, and that's where the beauty is. Um, yeah. I, you know, it, it's just it's not it's not carpet bombing. It's not kind of like spray and pray. It's it's very much one-on-one, how do you maximize this conversation, these people, get the best out of it, take it to whatever level it can go, and let it perform for you. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, I I have so many questions, and I am going to have you on the show again. Where can (laughs) can folks find out more about you? Well, let's see, hawaiilife.com or hl1.com. Awesome. Two big websites. this event in December is worthshops.com uh, in Hawaii. And then I'm, you know, Matt Beal on Twitter, Hawaii Life Matt on Instagram, Matt at Hawaii Life on email. You can awesome. be one of the 7,700 unanswered emails. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry that I'm not going to make it to Hawaii. I'm going to Singapore with my kids. Um, oh, hey, even more important. Yeah. But we'll do it again. Yep, I, mean, I know. There'll be more. I know. Matt, thank you so much. Uh, I love, I love talking to you and uh, can't wait to see you again. Thanks for sharing. Thanks, man. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. 
If you like what you've heard, be sure to write us a review on the iTunes Store. For our full episode archive and access to exclusive bonus content, visit us online at playster.com podcast. If you have feedback about Marketing Genius or want to suggest topics and guests for future shows, drop us a line at podcast at playster.com. Don't settle for mediocre marketing. Become a marketing genius and start growing your real estate business online. The Marketing Genius Podcast is brought to you by Playster, the digital marketing platform for real estate professionals, brands, and organizations of all kinds. With beautiful websites, lead management tools, marketing automation, and an academy featuring the latest tools and tips, Playster offers real estate professionals everything they need to succeed online. Learn more at Playster.com.